Section 5 of The Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 2, by George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel, translated by James Black Bailey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Chapter 6a, Subsection C. The Condition of Right or Legal Status. Translator's Note. A further step in the realization of the principle of coherent sociality is reached when the individual is invested with the universality of the social order by definite enactments of the controlling agency of the social whole. His contingency as an individual is removed by his being expressly treated as a focal unity of the whole order, whose very existence is staked on maintaining him as a unit with universal significance, and which stands or falls by maintaining him in this condition. The universal order is in this case no longer merely implicit, merely a matter of routine and custom. It is openly and objectively expressed in and through each individual component of society. The form this takes is the differentiation of the social substance into a totality of persons, each and all invested with express universal, or legally acknowledged, significance. This is the sphere of legal personality, or of individuality constituted by a system of rights. It is a supreme achievement of social existence, and the highest attainment of coherent social experience. Hence the present section. This is a condition or stage in every developed community but the specific historical material for this section is derived from the law-constituted social order of the roman empire especially the empire under the antonines here whether by coincidence or otherwise the culmination of imperial rule and the golden age of law synchronized the triumph of roman imperial government and the perfecting of the system of roman jurisprudence were accomplished during the same period of time about a d one thirty one to two thirty five there is every reason to suppose that the two necessarily arose and fell together and that the decline and disappearance of the roman law-constituted state should thus prepare the way for a further achievement of the social spirit of humanity hence the historical justification for the transition to the next stage of social life that of self-discordant spiritual existence with this section should be read hegel's philosophy of history part three especially the introduction to this part and section three chapter one rome under the emperors end of translator's note the condition of right or legal status the general comprehensive unity into which the living immediate unity of individuality and the ethical substance falls back is the soulless geistlos community which has ceased to be the unselfconscious substance of individuals and in which they now each in a separate individual existence count as selves and substances with a being of their own the universal being thus split up into the atomic units of a sheer plurality of individuals this inoperative lifeless spirit is a principle of equality in which all count for as much as each that is have the significance of persons what in the realm of the ethical life was called the hidden divine law has in fact come out of concealment to the light of the actuality in the former the individual was and was counted actual merely as a blood relation merely as sharing in the general life of the family qua particular individual he was the selfless departed spirit now however he has come out of his unreality because the ethical substance is only objective true spirit only implies spirit 
the individual on that account turns back to the immediate certainty of his own self he is that substance qua positive universal but his actuality consists in being a negative universal self we saw the powers and forms of the ethical world sink in the bare necessity of mere destiny this power of the ethical world is a substance turning itself back into its ultimate and simple nature but that absolute being turning back into itself that very necessity of characterless destiny is nothing else than the ego of self-consciousness this is taken henceforth as what is absolutely real as the ultimate self-contained reality to be so acknowledged is its substantiality but this is abstract universality because its content is this rigid self not the self dissolved in the substance personality then has here risen out of the life and activity of the ethical substance it is the condition in which the independence of consciousness has actual concrete validity the unrealized abstract thought of such independence which arises through renouncing actuality was at an earlier stage before our notice in the form of stoical self-consciousness just as the latter was the outcome of lordship and bondage the mode in which self-consciousness exists immediately so personality is the outgrowth of the immediate life of spirit which is the universal controlling will of all as well as their dutiful obedience and submissive service what in stoicism was implicit merely in an abstract way is now an explicit concrete world stoicism is nothing else than the mood of consciousness which reduces to its abstract form the principle of legal status the principle of the sphere of right an independence devoid of the qualities of spirit geistlos by its flight from actuality it attained merely the idea of independence it is absolutely subjective exists solely for itself in that it does not link its being to anything that exists but rather wants to give up every kind of existence and places its essential meaning in the unity of mere thinking in the same manner the right of a person is not linked on to a richer or more powerful existence of the individual qua individual nor again connected with a universal living spirit but rather is attached to the mere unit of its abstract reality or to that unit qua self-consciousness in general now just as the abstract independence of stoicism set forth the stages of its actualization so too this last form of independence personality will recapitulate the process of the former mode the former stoicism passes over into the state of sceptical confusion into a fickle instability of negation which without adopting any permanent form strays from one contingent mode of being and thinking to another dissipates them indeed in absolute independence but just as readily creates their independence once more in fact it is simply the contradiction of consciousness claiming to be at once independent and yet devoid of independence in like manner the personal independence characteristic of the sphere of right is really a similar universal confusion and reciprocal dissolution of this kind for what passes into the absolute essential reality is self-consciousness in the sense of the bare empty unit of the person as against this empty universality the substance has the form of what supplies the filling and the content and this content is now left completely detached and disconnected for the spirit which kept it in subjection and held it in its unity is no longer present the empty unit of the person is therefore 
as regards its reality an accidental existence a contingent insubstantial process and activity that comes to no durable subsistence just as was the case in scepticism the formalism of right is thus by its very conception without special content it finds at its hand the fact of possession a fact subsisting in multiplicity and imprints thereon the abstract universality by which it is called property the same sort of abstraction as scepticism made use of but while the reality so determined is in scepticism called a mere appearance a mere semblance and has merely a negative value in the case of right it has a positive significance the negative value in the former case consists in the real having the meaning of self qua thought qua inherent universal the positive significance in the latter case however consists in its being mine in the sense of the category as something whose validity is admitted recognized and actual both are the same abstract universal the actual content the proper value of what is mine whether it be an external possession or again inner riches or poverty of mind and character is not contained in this empty form and does not concern it the content belongs therefore to a particular specific power which is something different from the formal universal is chance and caprice consciousness of right therefore in the course of the very process of making its claim good finds that it loses its own reality discovers its complete lack of inherent substantiality and that to describe an individual as a person is to use an expression of contempt the free and unchecked power possessed by the content takes determinate shape in this way the absolute plurality of dispersed atomic personalities is by the nature of this characteristic feature gathered at the same time into a single centre alien to them and just as devoid of the life of spirit geistlos that central point is in one respect like the atomic rigidity of their personality a merely particular reality but in contrast to their empty particularity it has the significance of the entire content and hence is taken to be the essential element while well, again in contrast to their pretended absolute but inherently insubstantial reality it is the universal power and absolute actuality this lord and master of the world takes himself in this way to be the absolute person comprising at the same time all existence within himself for whom there exists no higher type of spirit he is a person but the sole and single person who has challenged confronted and conquered all these all constitute and establish the triumphant universality of the one person for this particular as such is truly what it is only qua universal plurality of particular units cut off from this plurality the solitary and single self is in fact a powerless and unreal self at the same time it is the consciousness of the content which is antithetically opposed to that universal personality this content however when liberated from its negative power means chaos of spiritual powers which when let loose as elemental independent agencies break out into wild extravagances and excesses and fall on one another in mad destruction their helpless self-consciousness is the powerless inoperative enclosure and the arena of their chaotic tumult but this master and lord of the world aware of his being the sum and substance of all actual powers is the titanic self-consciousness which takes itself to be the living god since however he exists merely qua formal self 
which is unable to tame and subdue those powers his procedure and his self-enjoyment are equally gigantic extravagance the lord of the world becomes really conscious of what he is that is the universal might of actuality by that power of destruction which he exercises against the contrasted selfhood of his subjects for his power is not a spiritual union and concord in which the various persons might get to know their own self-consciousness rather they exist as persons separately for themselves and all continuity with others is excluded from the absolute punctual atomicity of their nature they are therefore in a merely negative relation a relation of exclusion both to one another and to him who is their principle of connection or continuity qua discontinuity he is the essential being and content of their formal nature a content however foreign to them and a being hostile in character which abolishes just what they take to be their very essence that is bare subjectivity without any content mere empty independent existence each on its own account and again qua the continuity of their personality he destroys this very personality itself juridical personality thus finds itself rather without any substance of its own since content alien to it is imposed on it and holds good within it and does so there because such content is the reality of that type of personality on the other hand the passion for destroying and turning over everything on this unreal field gains for itself the consciousness of its complete supremacy but this self is barren desolation and hence is merely beside itself and is indeed the very abandonment and rejection of its own self-consciousness such then is the constitution of that aspect in which self-consciousness qua absolute being is actual the consciousness however that is driven back into itself out of this actuality thinks this its insubstantiality makes it an object of thought formerly we saw the stoical independence of pure thought pass through scepticism and find its true issue in the unhappy consciousness the truth about what constitutes its inherent and explicit nature its final reality if this knowledge appeared at that stage merely as the one-sided view of a consciousness qua consciousness here the actual truth of that view has made its appearance the truth consists in the fact that this universal accepted objectivity of self-consciousness is reality estranged from it this objectivity is the universal actuality of the self but this actuality is directly the perversion of the self as well it is the loss of its essential being the reality of the self that was not found in the ethical world has been gained by its reverting into the person what in the case of the former was all harmony and union comes now on the scene no doubt in developed form but self-estranged end of section five recording by phone